broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Spine rehabilitation. So with all this whole process here, um, I'm going to start over with that. Um, three, two, one. And, and actually, I'm going to start the whole thing over. Three, two, one. Hello, and thank you for joining Beyond the Movement, the Plotties podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. It's been a long absence this time, a couple months, the longest absence I think I've taken so far away from, from the podcast. And um, I'd like to share with you um, why. And there's been some exciting things happening in my life. And um, so I'm going to share that with you. But also what we're going to be talking about in today's episode is uh, running your own studio. And in, in fact, it's, you know, really kind of how to get started. And I'm going to share with you the only real experience I have is my own. Um, but I think some of you would be interested to know uh, how I got there and, you know, the trials and tribulations. Um, you know, I've learned a lot through the process. I certainly didn't read a book on the topic. And, uh, but, you know, there's a lot to your own experience on what you learn and then therefore what you can then pass on to others. And of course, anytime you look back, there's always uh, ways that you would have done things differently. But, you know, that's really part of the process is just being uh, a part of the process and not really looking back, but being present and, and then being excited about what you're doing also for the future. But let me share with you that I am five and a half months pregnant and uh, everything's going really well. Uh, we're real excited. The only thing is that I am on bed rest uh, for a couple weeks. And that uh, is really, that was the universe giving me a wonderful blessing in disguise here. And I say that because it gave me a chance, well, first of all, to be sitting here talking to all of you. And secondly, uh, gave me a chance to uh, be still, which is um, what you have to do on bed rest. And there's nothing like being still to make you really see um, where you are at that present time and, and what you need to be changing in your life. And basically what happened is, you know, because I am a studio owner and, um, you know, I get real excited, you know, about all kinds of things and it's hard for me to sit still anyway, and I basically, you know, I wasn't taking as good a care of myself. And, you know, I was eating well, I was exercising, I thought I was getting enough rest. But, you know, I was also trying to do too many things at once. You know, I was I was trying to, of course, get my studio organized uh, so that it'll make it possible for me to have maternity leave and then also to step back into more of a managerial position and uh Trust me, all of you out there, if any of you are planning on uh, having babies and you have a studio, start right away on the process. And I did um, start fairly soon after we found out. And it is still has taken me this long to get things running. But what's happening is that I'm planning on transitioning out uh, sooner 
then later so I can watch the transition so that when my maternity leave does come up, I don't uh, walk out and wonder what the heck's going on at my studio. But anyway, um, so I'm only on bed rest for a couple weeks, and I've had almost one week of bed rest now. And like I said, it really allowed me to to have some time to introspect. And I like to share some of what I'm going to be doing with my studio and, and what, um, you know, what has changed, I guess, for me. But let's first start. First of all, I had a request, uh, an email, and I apologize because I don't remember her name right now and I don't have my computer anymore because it's at the studio. But please know that, that who requested uh, this this um, episode to talk about how I got started to help inspire some of you out there on, on what do you do, you know, if you are a teacher and you'd like to own your own studio. And I just, I want you to know that person out there, I honor you. And I apologize um, for not remembering your name at this moment in time. But anyway, um, so let me start with um, kind of the process of how I became a business owner and what I chose to do and the process and what I am uh, choosing to do now and and things that I've learned and, and, and stuff like that. So first of all, um, I had, I graduated from college and in uh, 1999, and I, I graduated from Illinois State University in Bloomington, Illinois, and I graduated with an exercise sports science degree. And I was born and raised in Illinois, and I decided to do my internship in Colorado. Colorado for me, for some reason, ever since I was a kid, always kind of there was like this magnetism to it. And I didn't know why, but I thought, well, what the heck? I might as well at least do my internship there and see if I like it. So I did an internship out here in, in Colorado, in Fort Collins, Colorado, to be exact, at a gym called HealthWorks. And, you know, of all the places in Fort Collins, you know, Fort Collins is about 120,000 people and there's lots of gyms here. And, you know, a lot of them are... um you know, really uh, pretty uppity, you know, and, and really nice. And I chose like the smallest gym. And I tell you what, it was the best decision I ever made because I met the best people that I'm friends with still up into this day about, you know, eight or nine years later. Anyway, the opportunity uh, was given to me from that degree to do my internship with a physical therapy clinic as well that was located inside that gym, and that was a spine clinic. And so I learned a lot about the spine, had some great uh, physical therapists to work with, and um, was really enlightened about functional exercise and core stabilization. reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it's part of the process of what brought me to uh, you know, Pilates and where I am today. But as I was there, of course, I graduated from, graduated from college. And I thought, you know, I'd be making all this money, which of course was not the case. And in fact, I was making less money while I was uh, working a full-time job than I was when I was in college. Because when I was in college, I had a, uh, you know, a waitressing job, you know, on the weekends and, and a couple nights a week. And you know, made a lot of tips working in the bars and things like that. So 
It was at that point when I realized, okay, well, I can't live with a roommate the rest of my life. I'm going to have to do something. And so at that point, I started to, um, you know, once I started to feel comfortable, I decided to start what's a mobile personal training business. So I, I basically advertised myself to go to people's homes and train them. And because I knew so much about the fitball at the time and so much about weight training, I would just take a fitball and some power blocks or some weights or therabands with me to people's homes or offices and I would train them there. So that's how I started to become an entrepreneur is in that uh, realm, still having, you know, the other job working in the physical therapy clinic. But then whenever I had, you know, I had, you know, quite a bit of free time because I only worked like eight hours a day. And so anyway, so I started that and eventually was able to um, go f- solely on just the mobile training business. And the great thing with that was that it allowed me to not really have any overhead other than, of course, the expense of driving my car to and from one place to uh, to another. But besides that, I didn't have any overhead. Um, so that's how I started. I did that about four years and while, uh, and you know, and some of you know how I came to Pilates, I had an injury. And when I found Pilates, I realized that it was the, um, you know, the best of everything. It was the best of everything I'd ever known and ever wanted in one form of movement. And so anyway, while I was going to training, while I was going through school, I had this mobile training business to help pay for my way to get through school. And so that was a nice way, um, you know, because it was flexible, uh, a nice way to uh, work with my hours and things like that. And I had a great studio that allowed me to do internship hours with them and, and, and everything, which I was grateful for. And so anyway, once I graduated, I had an opportunity because I'd worked with these these people with the physical therapy clinic. They decided to open their own PT clinic. And so when they opened their own PT clinic, it just happened to work out that I was able to rent about, I think, 288 square feet from them. So believe it or not, I fit a Cadillac, a reformer, a high barrel, and a chair in that space. And then they were able, they allowed me to use... Uh, some common area for some mats. So I was able to fit, I think, six people in a mat class uh, in the common area. And so anyway, that was a really great way to kind of get my feet wet on having an actual location because 288 square feet, uh, the rent wasn't very high. And I can't remember exact numbers, but it was less than $400 a month. And so I was able to um, build a clientele at this space. And, um, you know, granted, it wasn't completely ideal because I was inside of a physical therapy clinic. So it wasn't my own real space because it was all open. Um, so there was a lot of talking and and everything. But at the same time, I was there not quite a year, about nine months. It really allowed me to start building a clientele, do some advertising And at the same time, I was still doing some of the one-on-one training in people's homes, kind of doing a mixture of personal training with Pilates because I hadn't, you know, some of my clients who I was doing personal training with weren't necessarily interested in 
doing Pilates quite yet, but I always, you know, try to put something in there uh, for them to kind of work on. So I did that for about nine months, had a good opportunity there, built a pretty good steady clientele. And then I had the opportunity in the same building, this is a brand new building that was built, that there was some space that hadn't been built out yet that needed to rent. And so I was able to choose what uh, the amount of space that I wanted. And so anyway, I um, so I ended up doing a build out for 800 square feet, which is how big my studio is right now. And so um, I did this, this build out and that was um, I have to say, uh, I had no idea how expensive that process was going to be, but that was expensive. And I, I want to say, well, let's see, probably around $40,000 or something like that, you know, to, um, and, and that's just, that's just a rough number. I'm sure there was a lot more cost involved in there. Um, you know, getting a sign up and, and doing the tenant finish and all that. And anyway, it was totally worth it. But um, I was shocked, <laughs> you know, that it was going to cost so much. And, you know, it's not a place that I own. It's a place that I rent. But anyway, it's a great location. I've got a storefront. Um, I'll have to maybe post some pictures on the uh, website. Um, but anyway, so that was a great opportunity, 800 square feet. And so, and then of course I was able to fit and what I have in there now is I have uh, three wall units, a tow, uh, see, a Cadillac, two reformers, two chairs, a barrel, and you know, just other small pieces of equipment, you know, desk and all that other stuff. And so I'm able to have like in a mat class, I'm able to have seven people in a tower class or wall spring class. I'm able to have four and in, in reformer, I'm able to have two. And then in the back, I also have an extra room that I do um, Reiki and I'm a Reiki practitioner. So I do that as well. So anyway, so that's kind of the ins and outs of, of you know, just the logistics of how it all happened. And I think what I'd like to share with you is uh, a couple things. One is that, you know, I had, you know, I had uh, a mission or a vision of, you know, what is it that I want to do here? And it wasn't about money. And I, I want to emphasize that because money's important, but the mission and what are you what are you out there trying to help people with? What are you, what is really driving you to have this business? And um, you know what do you want to what do you want to teach um, to your clients? And how do you want to change? Um, you know, change. I want to say something as big as changing the world. But you know, how do you want to change uh, your community? You know, with your space and. And what is Pilates going to offer to them, you know, that goes beyond, you know, just the exercise component or, or beyond the finances. And so, you know, once you have a dream in motion, and you have, you know, the passion for it, I want to say also that, um, you know, you kind of have to just jump into it. You know, I, I don't really think that there's any easy way to make a decision to own your own business. I, I think it's, 
you know, um, now, you know, a lot of people do a lot of research and, you know, and things like that. And that's wonderful. I was not that person. I was just, you know, passionate and thought, well, I can make this all work because I'm so passionate about it. And, and it's the, you know, the the laws of the universe of, of that I will attract, you know, people because of, of my desire of, of what I am wanting to teach and, and the and the bigness of, of what I'm teaching here. And so anyway, I have found when I have talked with other studio owners or known, and maybe not so talked too much with, but known other studio owners who run their studio just based on the numbers. I'll tell you, they're in fear all the time. And they run their studio from a place of fear. And you have to keep track of the numbers. That's realistic. Okay, so I mean, that's, that's important, because, you know, we have to make a living. But at the same time, you know, some people are so driven by the numbers that they forget what they're doing. Okay, and they forget that they're teaching people. And they forget that they're teaching something really powerful that they can, you know, help these people with, you know, and, and, and so they kind of lose sight of what they're doing and their business, you know, could potentially grow, but, you know, people are going to start to notice that you're not paying attention to them because you're so much inside your head because you're so scared that you're not going to make it for your rent the next month. Okay. Now it is scary. And I will tell you that, you know, um, when you first start out, you think, well, you know, I really hope that I can, I can make my overhead and things like that. But, um, you know, I just, you know, it, it always seems to work out. uh, If you have the passion and you have the desire and you're a a hardworking individual, and you are, um, you know, you're going out there and you're networking with people. and, And when people call your studio, you know, it's like you you're willing to talk to them for 10 minutes at a time to explain to them what is it that they're, you know, looking to do and, and, you know, you're really into what you're doing. And I just have to say that makes a big difference. Now, let me also share with you, however, uh, the first, let's see, I opened in December of 2004, in the uh, smaller space, and then opened in the bigger space, the 800 square foot space, September of 05. And, um, you know, when you own your own space, um, you at first, it, you know, I didn't have any, um, you know, any time where I my business was in the negative, I guess, um, because the way that I had made it work was I built my clientele slowly. And um, I worked my butt off teaching everything. (laughs) And, um, you know, still, uh, still do to some degree. But um, anyway, um, when you own your own business, you at first, in my experience, this may not be the case for everyone. But I did not have the money to hire all these different people right off the bat, you know, I couldn't afford a receptionist, I couldn't afford, I couldn't even really afford other teachers at the time, because sometimes there'd only be a couple people in class, and then you make no money, because you're paying your teacher basically what those students just paid. So, um, 
you know, I honestly um, was everything. I'm, I, I still am. You know, I'm the bookkeeper. Um, you know, I'm the manager. I'm the the main teacher. Um, you know, I was the receptionist. You know, I was everything. And so, uh, what I did because of that, let me share this really uh, wonderful thing that's out there that some of you are are probably already aware of is that. I did invest in a website where I could have my clients do online scheduling. And I, um, I'll, I'll tell you the website. It's, it's mountainviewpilates.org. So take a look at that and uh, see what you think. There's a lot of different software programs out there for online scheduling. And um, you know, I, that really saved me a lot because on my voicemail, I could say, um, you know, I'm with clients, but please check out the website. And, you know, I was able to have them schedule online. They could even request private lessons. I put every part of information that they would ever want on my website. And um, it's been great. And so that saved me from having to hire a receptionist for the first two years. And um, so anyway, um, but, you know, the, the trickiness of doing everything yourself is that it doesn't leave a lot of room to be projecting or thinking about how am I going to grow this business? Because you're so stuck and I was so stuck in I have to teach everything because I can't afford to have someone else do it and uh, you know I had to do everything and so there is um, you know uh, some burnout that can happen with that Um, but you just have to keep trudging along you know just keep knowing that eventually you're going to be able to hire more people And I was able to, and I have um, some great teachers. I have a pretty good staff, I think about uh, four teachers, three of which teach regularly every week. And now I have two receptionists. Um, They each work just four-hour shifts. And, you know, I, um, you know, to be able to have manpower allows you then as the owner to step back and choose, first of all, how many hours, you know, you kind of have to calculate how many hours do I have to teach a week to still make this work? Um, And I'll tell you, as soon as you start adding manpower, you know, you do take a pretty big cut, um, you know, at first. And, you know, at least I did in, in the income but it's so that you can then have growth because as soon as you have more manpower, then you can start delegating, you know, um, things to like, for instance, the, who would have known, this is me being kind of naive, who would have known that having a receptionist was going to change everything, you know, I mean, you know, they can do, I mean, God, we should pay them so much more uh, than we do. And, and my plan is to be able to do that eventually. But you know, is that, you know, they can do mailing lists and all these other little things that you never could make the time for. So, you know, probably one of the first things that I would recommend now that I know is probably hiring a receptionist to help you um, with some of those things, those small things that take up too much of your your time when you could be teaching or, you know, managing the business in other ways. 
anyway, um, so now that I have all this manpower, I've got teachers teaching and things like that, you know, it's allowing me now to step out and start doing some projections. You know, how am I going to now, now at this space, you know, three years um, in, how can I then start to make more money? And, you know, all these people I've talked to, I've talked to so many students out there who are learning to, to um you know, getting ready to learn to teach um, Pilates. I've mentored, um, you know, quite a few and had a really wonderful time with that. And they always say, I want to own my own studio. And then they talk about, you know, um, well, I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have a teacher training program. I'm going to have, you know, uh, workshops. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. And I think that the first thing you need to realize is that uh, unless you have a lot of money and you can put it in the business right up front and you can hire all these people and you can be more of a manager and less of a teacher, you know, I mean, I still think you could probably teach 15, maybe, you know, maybe 20 hours a week and still run, you know, the studio as a manager. I was uh, teaching about 35 to 40 hours a week and still trying to manage the business. And uh, anyway, um, so, you know, they always have these ideas, you know, these grandiose ideas, I'm going to have all this. And I'll tell you, for me, you know, whenever I hear that, it's like, there was no way in, in heck that I could even think about trying to organize a workshop. And heck, I didn't want to go in, you know, every weekend to do something, you know, because teacher training programs, you have to go in every weekend, you have to have evenings, you know. And if you're the only one doing a lot of the work, you got to think about that, you know, or you're teaching all these classes, you're teaching all these private lessons, and you want to try to organize workshops and, and all this other stuff. So now I'm at a point at the when I when I could start to hire manpower and actually afford it, I'm at the point now where I can start projecting. And so what I'm doing at this moment in time is I'm, I have a survey out at the studio to ask the clients, what kind of topics would you like to hear about? And, you know, they can be Pilates, um, they can be health related, um, as long as they're, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of, of that. And, you know, from that, I'm going to have, you know, some of our teachers doing some of the workshops, we'll have some in-house workshops for the students. And, you know, and we'll charge, you know, a small fee for that. I haven't figured out how much yet. But then, you know, also, I'm going to be bringing in uh, teachers, you know, um, and hosting workshops, which I did, you know, I shared with you, I had Wendy LeBlanc Arbuckle in last August. And that was a real treat, but a lot of work as well. Well, now that I can step back, a little bit more and take more of a managerial position. Now I can actually be the one who can organize these workshops. I can delegate to the receptionists to, um, you know, do a lot of the mailings and things like that. And um, these are all my hopes and dreams, by the way. I haven't done any of it yet, except for think about it and write it all down and plan because I've been on bed rest. And now I'm all of a sudden, going, hey, I, I can, now I, now I can see what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm actually supposed to be stepping back anyway, and taking more of a managerial position. So you see the universe works in wonderful ways here. 
the other thing is that, um, you know, I, I noticed I was looking through some of my um, my cards and stuff of, of people who've purchased classes and and I didn't believe in putting expiration dates on the on the cards. And so um, in turn, I've got people who've got balances from like, you know, 2005 <laughs> And so what I did, um, because I have to sit still right now, is I took all those punch cards, I put them in a, a spreadsheet, and I figured out, you know, uh, everyone's balance, credit balance. What I'm planning on doing with that is I'm planning on uh, sending out mailings to all these people and putting an expiration date on them, but also saying that if you don't want to use your balance gift it to somebody else. So that's really free advertising. I mean, there's there's work to be done and putting the mailing list together and all that. But you know, that's that's not uh, nearly as much as if you think about trying to bring in new clients. So if you can recruit back existing clients, you know, and from the intake forms you have and creating a mailing list, then they at least know what they're coming back to. They know what Pilates is. And and if they don't want to do it themselves, then they can they can possibly gift it to somebody else. But as soon as you put an expiration date on there, I tell you what, I did that. I sent some emails out uh, already. And boy, people you haven't talked to in a year's time will email you back because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to lose money, right? So anyway, expiration dates, I think, are important. So I decided I'm going to start uh, putting one-year expiration dates. i got to start small and uh, and start from there. But anyway, so I'm sending out, we're going to be sending out letters to all of our previous clients and, you know, inviting them back in, saying, you know, telling them how much we've missed them. But also we've made a lot of changes in the studio. I did redecorate the studio in the last two months, which is one of the reasons why I wasn't available uh, for podcasting. And, you know, I redecorated, I, I hired more people, um, you know, reorganized the studio. And so now when I send a letter out to these people, I can tell them all the exciting things, you know, that we're going to be doing, you know, we're going to be doing some workshops, and we're going to be, you know, we have new teachers and new classes and new look and all this other stuff. So anyway, for those of you, you know, think about that in the future, that it's always better to recruit back existing clients than it is to advertise. Um, so anyway, um, so with all that, um, let's see, um, you know, let's talk just a little bit about, you know, I, I'm doing my studio with what's called punch cards. And, you know, people can buy five classes or 10 classes at once. If they want to buy more, they can, you know, so I, I structure it where, you know, it's more expensive if they buy just one individual class or one individual private lesson, and they get a, you know, they get a nice discount if they buy five or 10. You always want to make that that individual number a little bit bigger than you think you should, because whenever they see the package price, they, they see that they're really getting a good deal. And you really want people to buy packages because then um, it gives you a better idea of what your finances are, um, you know, you can kind of count on, you know, and then you start to be able to count on some of your clients because you know that they're just going to keep coming back and and keep buying more punch cards. So that's how I've arranged it. It's a real simple system. 
I just cut out, you know, I have cardstock. I'm, you know, everything is computerized except for the punch cards. I can't seem to um, let go of the paper system there. But I just, you know, make little punch cards and I put the date, you know, put the date when they come in for class. We just implemented a sign-in sheet um, so that it, it's kind of a double-check system so that when people come in, they have to sign in. And then we also have a printed schedule um, out for the day as well. And um, advertising, you know, I did a lot of advertising uh, for the first few years. I only recently um, started to slow down on my advertising. And I'll tell you, honestly, I'm noticing a difference. You know, I'm noticing a difference, but I also increased my manpower. And so all the money that I was paying towards advertising is really going towards manpower. And so uh, now I got to think of new ways uh, within the studio to advertise. And, you know, like I said, the mailing lists and things like that. And some of you may be thinking, gosh, why didn't she do a mailing list before? I didn't have the time. (laughs) That was basically it. I just, you know, I I was exhausted. You know, I'd get done and I just like, I just needed some time to regroup. I didn't want to keep, you know, keep working. I'm a hard worker, but I tell you, it's hard work, but it's rewarding work. And I have to, I have to reemphasize that. I'm telling you it's hard work, but it's really rewarding. And, and when you start to see, you know, um, changes in people and everything that's that's really what keeps you going every day um so anyway um you know also i'll be honest with you you know i haven't made it uh with my studio a lot of the money that the studio makes i put back into the studio a lot of the times um you know i I didn't really make it quite yet Uh, I didn't I just didn't you know I can I can make a salary if I want to but I made it so that I could keep uh, growing the business and of course now that's more important than ever because I'm going to be stepping out and instead of teaching 35 hours a week uh, I'll be teaching you know 15 to 20 hours a week Uh, so I'll have a new new little life in my hands that I'll be in charge of so Anyway, um...